Broken trust can be healed, but it's not just time that's going to heal it. You need clear guidance about what to do and what not to do. I'm Jeff Stewart, licensed marriage and family therapist, and I've developed a free video course called The First Steps to Rebuilding Trust. This course will show you what's needed to begin healing after betrayal. I offer guidance for the betrayed partner as well as the partner who broke the trust. You can access it for free right now by clicking the link in the show notes. I'm excited to be here with my wife and her sister, Jamie and Jody. They are just two great women, and I'm just really excited to have them on the podcast for this episode. They just started a new podcast called Your Place at the Table, and it's got like, you know, eight or 10 episodes so far, and they're putting out regular content. And this is a podcast for women who are ready to take their place and make important contributions in their lives. And they work hard to identify assumptions that inadvertently keep people stuck, dig into eternal truths, and explore specific skills that help women become more articulate, more creative, more courageous, and more empowered by our heavenly parents to do what only can be done through the strength of their daughters. And Jamie and Jody are active members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and their podcast, even though they speak in the language of their religion, the Church of Jesus Christ, their message is for all women. And well, the feedback that they've received is powerful, that it's helping lots of different women from all walks of faith, all walks of life, because the, the themes are the same. The principles are the same about speaking up and dealing with all the different things that keep people from playing big and speaking up and using their voice and making contributions. Jamie and Jody can be found at yourplaceatthetable.net. They're also on Instagram and Facebook at uh, Your Place at the Table, so go check them out. And I'm just so excited to share this interview with them. So let me introduce you to Jody Stewart and Jamie Adams. Well, welcome to the Illuminate Podcast, Jamie and Jody. It's good to have both of you here. Thank you. It's nice to be here. I'll tell you, I know I'm not supposed to have favorite guests because I really do love all the guests I've had on over the last couple of years, but this has been the most exciting roundup that I have had with all my guests because I'm married to one of you. <laughs> and and Jamie. I mean, I've known you for as long as I've known Jody because you guys were roommates. Mm -hmm. And anyway, I just have, I don't know, I just have such great feelings about this podcast, just being able to hang out with you guys and talk about these things. I'm just really excited. So Thanks, it's oh, really yeah. personal for me. Yeah. Totally great to be here. So you guys started a podcast recently, and I really want my listeners to go subscribe and listen to it. I'm obviously biased because I'm crazy about both of you, but... The information on there is really good. And it's a topic that I think is really important for our culture, the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, especially for women. That's who you're targeting. Yes. Can you tell us the name of it? Tell us the kind of the origin of it. They're fighting over who's going to introduce it right now. This is really funny. <laughs> so go ahead. Just tell the listeners about your podcast, why you started it, what it's about, because I think it's just so critical that we're having these conversations right now. So who wants to go? Thanks. I'll say a few things about that. So the name of the podcast is Your Place at the Table. And we chose that title because we feel that it represents just the important space and time that women in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints are in right now. It is vital that women take their place at the table. But there are so many 
there's just so much baggage that we bring with us from our cultural upbringing, just based on our womanhood, but also based on our membership in the church that affects the way we think about taking our place, the way we believe that there's even a place for us at all. And we just believe that it is vital for women to start having these kinds of conversations. Number one, to recognize that we're in good company with each other and that we're all feeling a push to to do more, to say more. And we just want to begin creating a dialogue around these important things to support each other because this movement is it's just vital right now. Yeah. Jamie, Jamie. What, are, what are your thoughts? And by the way, Jody is my wife. Hello. That's who was just talking and Jamie is is her sister. So Jamie, any thoughts on what this podcast means to you, what you're trying to share? Yeah, about, well, a couple of years ago, I brought up the idea of a podcast to Jody, mostly because we had spent hours on the phone, you know, regularly talking through things. And I found right. them to be some of the most fun parts of my week. I really looked forward to talking with Jody. She was so insightful and very funny, but I had this idea of a podcast that would be deep and insightful and very funny and great. And and Jody really wanted something that was meaningful to people. <laughs> and, uh, what? When we came back around to this and had to really talk through, well, what, you know, what is it that we even have to offer? And is the way that we have to talk about things even going to be interesting to anyone, which still remains to be seen, by yeah. the way. Yeah. It's just kind of come as something that, you know, we thought, well, we, we enjoy talking about these things. We enjoy mostly talking about it with each other and have had multiple conversations along the lines of, there've got to be other people who are thinking this way. Mm -hmm. And so I think this podcast too is an extension of our, our desire to find and, and connect with some of those like-minded folks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And specifically around this topic of using your voice, I mean, you're saying that both of you in these conversations, and of course I was walking through the house occasionally, right? <laughs> see you guys get together when we vacation at you know each other's homes and see these conversations happening at actual tables. <laughs> right. And <laughs> you guys were getting, you were just working out a lot of thoughts and feelings and so on. And to share this and to expand the conversation, include other women is really what you're trying to do around yeah. topics that matter for women in our church and just women in general. Is that specifically who you're talking to? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. We're, yeah. So we're members of the Church of Jesus Christ. We love and care about the religion that we're participating in and the gospel of Jesus Christ as it's taught. But at the same time, we're aware that there are certain just things, traditions, cultural things mm -hmm. that come up within and, and outside of the religion that impact not only the way we practice our religion, but the way we interact with other people within and without of the religion. Yeah. So we just, so yeah, we're wanting to connect with you know, other women who are in similar circumstances that love Jesus Christ, are aware of some of the, the imbalances or difficulties within our culture, but at the same time, want to just, not just, what, what's the word? Not Throw wanna, the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah, we want to want to just improve. We want mm -hmm. to make this better. We're not interested in tearing it down, either the religion or the people in it. We just really want to, to increase our skill set and try to become the type of people that can then, together, move to a place that we're all comfortable and we all have a, have a place at the table. Yeah, this is good because I think that a lot of the time when, when people are trying to figure out how to speak about the experience they're having inside of a culture, the fear that I think other people maybe in that culture or maybe outside the culture is that maybe you're wanting to like take down the whole culture. Mm -hmm. Right. 
And I think what you're saying is that that this effort, this conversation is really trying to say, how can we improve our experience within the culture? How can we mm-hmm. show up authentically and honestly and have room to work through all the human feelings and experiences and still be true to what we believe, where perhaps there's been these other messages that say like, no, yeah. don't do that. Yeah. If you speak you, up, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. and that's that is actually the problem. Yeah, is, exactly. Is not speaking up mm-hmm. and being afraid that somehow you're going to rock the boat too much. Mm-hmm. And so this podcast for you too is really a chance to open up a dialogue and, and invite discussion between yourselves and other women just to be able to say, what experience are you having? Here are the challenges that we face. How do we talk about them and grow from them and learn from them and just be able to improve our own experience and other people's experiences and maybe even improve the culture and improve the experience everyone is having. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Maybe we should put that in the promo. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly it. Mm -hmm. The whole idea is that, at least I believe personally, that unity is exponentially greater than individuality. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to, now, now granted, as individuals, there are certain things that are unique to us and there are parts of our experience that definitely need to be expressed on an individual basis. But when it comes to groups of people working together, when we are praying for the same things, the potential for those prayers to be answered is increased. And when we are unified in, in our feeling and in our, in our experience, then creativity and growth and all of those things are the potential and capacity for those things grows and augments and things get done in extraordinary ways. But if there's this whole group of people, women in particular, who just mm-hmm. feel like I am not part of this unity mm-hmm. and I'm not feeling this or, or this, there's something here that's because I, I'm not able to say it or I'm not giving opportunities to say it, then I believe that everyone suffers as a result. And this isn't just for you women. We have in fact many men that enjoy listening Mm -hmm. to this podcast, but it is just about the sensitivity to anybody who is marginalized in a specific circumstance. And that as we develop the awareness to see who it is that needs to be heard in a circumstance and how we can help that person, we're all better off. Yeah. I love that. I mean, because right now, obviously we're having a major world dialogue right Mm now about, you know, marginalized groups and and wanting people to be able to speak up and be heard and seen and respected. And so the stuff you guys talk about, even though it's for a specific subculture, you know, the women in the mm-hmm. LDS church, you're saying like this stuff you guys are talking about has wide application yeah. for anybody who feels like they don't have a place at the table. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm excited. I, and I'll put links to the podcast and your stuff, your website in the show notes, but I'm just really excited you both started doing this. I know that it's been tossed around for a lot of years, the idea of you guys doing something together, and I'm glad it's finally happening Yeah, because you guys have a lot of great things to say. And oh, thanks, Jeff. Yeah. So specifically with this podcast, Illuminate Podcast, our audience, of course, are, we've got a wide audience of people that are working their own recoveries, men and women who are healing from the impact of sexual betrayal, but also lots of parents who are concerned about their kids. We've got church leaders. We've got people who are not of our faith. We've got lots of different people listening who have an interest in these topics about bringing things out of the dark into the light. Mm-hmm. And your, yours is very much, I mean, we're all very aligned in this same effort yeah. of trying to take things that aren't being said and bring them into the light. And in my experience in working with people healing from addictions, healing from betrayal, so much of what they're learning to do, as they say, sort of have the insides match the outsides, have what they feel and think be able to come out. So this could be for a betrayed partner who is finally standing up for themselves or for someone in addiction who was trying to get their needs met through an addiction indirectly 
but now is finally asking directly for what they need. And that's usually a later recovery task. So I think that what we're going to talk about today, and I'm mostly speaking to my listeners right now, will have application in your life somewhere, wherever you are on the spectrum, on the journey of this, these challenges. Even if you're a parent and you're scared about you know, what's happening with your kid, or you're a young person struggling and you don't have a relationship with a, a spouse and you're trying to figure out where you fit in, like all these things we're going to talk about is really about bringing hidden things, including your own feelings and thoughts and desires into the light. And I think Jamie and Jody have a lot to say about that. But specifically, I'm really interested in your first three episodes, which are about anger. Yes. Which I must confess, when you guys were going to start this podcast and you just jumped right into it with a one, two, three punch, no pun intended, of, <laughs> of anger, I thought, okay, well, I guess we're going now. Like this thing's going to happen and they're just going to come out strong and because anger is so loaded. So loaded. Right. And so I thought you guys would make a more gentle entry into the world of podcasting, but you came right out the gates with, with these three episodes. But I'm understanding some backstory actually just today that that wasn't necessarily something you both agreed on right out the gate. Right. Is that right? Yeah, that's true. So Jamie, let me ask you this question. Why anger? Why did you guys choose uh, this topic to start with? I didn't. <laughs> I didn't choose it. I'm just going to make that public. (laughs) This was really hard. Jody came to me and said, I really feel, I really feel we should start with anger. And when Jody really feels something, it kind of, (laughs) we all end up really feeling it. So it it was a hard one for me to wrap my head around. And I was fine to move forward with it, but I didn't, I was not prepared for what it would bring up personally for me because To hit on something like this or to even talk about something like you said that is loaded, you start to recognize the places in which A, you're very much not an expert, or B, even if you know a lot about it, at least in my case, I am certainly not applying this in the way that I'm talking about it. Yeah. And that was that was tough. That was tough for me. I I felt like it was an extremely vulnerable topic in that regard. And then it was bringing stuff up, even as I was researching, mm-hmm. you know, oh, all my anger stuff <laughs> still there. Right. It's under the surface. Right. I mean, you guys go beyond just, you know, maybe popular psychology or just you go right into the scriptures about anger to really talk about how God talks about anger, how he feels about anger, how the Savior dealt with that in his mortal ministry and mm-hmm. obviously experiences from your own lives about how you've managed anger. and so. For my listeners, the first three episodes of their podcast around anger build on each other. But the whole point of it is really about how anger can actually drive a relationship forward, Mm -hmm. our relationships forward. How anger is actually a benefit if we understand it, if we know what to do with it. So it doesn't just burn everything down, but that it can actually help and move things forward because we all feel angry Mm -hmm. at times. Yeah, it's unavoidable. Right. Mm -hmm. Did you want to say something, Jody? You were like leaning into the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I just, I want to say that the reason that I felt so strongly that we had to begin with anger is because when we're talking to women about taking your place at the table, that is automatically going to bring up something that we feel angry about and some experience that we have had or a whole slew of experiences or things that we've been taught or ways that the culture works just a myriad of things because there are not very many women in our church that feel really strongly about their place at the table. 
And so I felt, number one, like the anger was unavoidable. And I felt like we couldn't not address that first because that's what, in my estimation, blows everything wide open and makes all the other growth and potential possible is leaning into the anger. So you're saying like when we feel something strongly, we kind of have this crossroad moment where we can, because we feel maybe the anger naturally, but then we have all these things that come in and like tamp it down. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Especially for women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a double standard with anger for men and women. You guys talk about that? Yeah, we do a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. yeah. We do a little bit that it seems like justified men can express anger and mm-hmm. we all feel good about it and accept it. And under no circumstances can women be respected if they express anger in any form. She's out of control. I, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just not fair. It makes me angry. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. <laughs> Well, you and I, Jody, had this experience looking for stock images. Yes. That you want to tell that story? You were doing a presentation. Yeah. And we were looking up stock images of an angry woman. Mm -hmm. Angry woman. And what comes up in a Google search for that are just these caricatures of anger for women. I mean, we all know what anger looks like. When we look at somebody's face, we can read the anger. Mm -hmm. And the images that came up with anger were for women. For women, were steam coming out of their ears, <laughs> hair flying up into the air. There's one lady with a knife. Yeah, like <laughs> crazy <laughs> pictures really that do knife. not depict anger. Now, men, for men, it was different. Men looked actually angry. They did, yeah. Right. But the women weren't allowed to show that. Did you ever find an actual angry um, woman face? Uh, I think there were. there were some. There were some, but we really had to. Took some selfies. That's what you did. (laughs) Oh, yes, we did. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Well, that's what we get down to in the podcast is that anger is not a monster. No. But it is a signal from your body and your soul that something you have sensed an injustice and it's important to lean into that. Right. Yeah. Say more about that because there are so many injustices and they can be small, Mm -hmm. like hey, that's not fair in a relationship, (laughs) right? To that's not fair on a bigger community or world level. And we have a decision to make when we feel that, right? Like that's what you're saying. Like in that moment, you're trying to help help women understand how to embrace that and not just kick it away or just minimize it or just dismiss it or talk themselves out of it. Right, because the whole purpose is to uh, empower ourselves and others to take our places at the table in strength and confidence and compassion. And we can't do that if we're trying to shove back these messages that are coming to us for a reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we we spent almost an entire, we spent the first full episode just talking about acceptance, Mm -hmm. which we felt was important because that alone is the the G.I. Joe half the battle, really. If you can just be okay with your the fact that anger is is a part of your your mortal experience then that's a great first step and then the second one we do we start talking about ways to get clear and what a- anger actually is and so when we're talking specifically about what an injustice is and our reaction to that injustice which is different from other emotions it gives a lot of power to people that feel that this emotional jumble that they're experiencing is all because they're just this terrible, angry person. Mm-hmm. You start to realize, wait a second, no, let's let's siphon through this. Let's figure out what 
what we really have to be angry about. And so the clearer that we're getting, then we can start making decisions based on that, as opposed to just operating fully in a cloud all the time, which is where many people find themselves on a day-to-day basis. And it never advances. No, it can't. Right? You're mm-hmm. saying that basically when we feel that initial surge of anger, all the cultural messages come in, and for women especially, which, you're, which is like, something's wrong with you, you shouldn't be feeling this, you know, give mm-hmm. them the benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. let's look mm-hmm. at both sides. Mm-hmm. And all, all that just that. jams the signal. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? Oh, oh, then what happens <laughs> is at the, the smallest infraction, right? Mm-hmm. A really itty bitty injustice, we freak. Mm-hmm. Then the steam comes out of the ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, the, that, it <laughs> yeah. starts to look like that. Or worst case scenario, like it just keeps going inward deeper and deeper and deeper mm-hmm. until there are very serious, serious problems. Yeah, it can show up as depression, mm-hmm. addiction, mm-hmm. Uh, physical problems. Mm-hmm. Yep. All the above. Yeah. So this is, this is a real decision point then. Mm-hmm. You're saying the acceptance is an active thing. Oh, absolutely. Because it, it's coming no matter what. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It just is. Jesus got angry. Yes, he did. And that's part of the acceptance is to see that, that our great role models, the people that we are patterning ourselves after, allow emotion as part of the experience. And, you know, Jody and I, I guess we're blessed in a certain respect that we've been on the edge of awkward for much of our lives. And so the idea of accepting this, that like that wasn't, I've already been, you know, the weirdo. So it's a, if if this is something that I can, you know, being accepting of my anger is fine. Like I'm, I'm okay with that. I've had experiences where I've lost my cool in, in public settings and I've had to come to terms with what, what that means for me as a person. Mm-hmm. But that, that acceptance has led towards so much else in just, you know, okay, now I can get clear. Now I can be more articulate. Now I can have influence. Like all of these things then pattern after the first ability to just accept because, hey, yeah. you know, if I'm that person, I'm that person. I'm a person who gets angry. Mm-hmm. I feel it. Sometimes it it comes out, sometimes it doesn't, but it always affects my relationships. So coming to terms with that was was really important for both of us. Yes. Yeah, I love that. And really giving people permission to know that there's something on the other side of their anger. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Stay with it. mm -hmm. For women especially, Uh most of the talk is that anger anger is a monster mm-hmm. and that it just must be avoided at all costs. And then what we discover is we can't avoid it when all we do is try to avoid it. Right. Mm-hmm. But that leaning into it, yeah, and not letting it take on this persona that, that is a statement about our magnificent failure as a human being, but just as a learning, growing, personally insightful experience, then that's where the shift happens mm-hmm. and that we can grow past it. We can move into something else. We can get clear about an action that we need to take that matters. Like that, those are the, the things that begin to propel us into a different place, that there is absolutely life after anger, if not more beautiful, fabulous, vibrant life mm-hmm. after anger. Right. Yeah, I'd agree. Right, that anger doesn't have to be the end of the road. Right. And then all this judgment flows in 
right. that you just lost your cool or you're out of control or, you know, all these messages about how you just blew it. Mm-hmm. And so you need to back off and silence yourself and not press through that. But I, I love what you said, Jamie, that, you know, if you can, if you can tolerate the awkward mm-hmm. messiness of maybe losing your temper or saying something that you regret or, you know, pushing the gas a little too much or whatever happens, that if you can just recognize, okay, like that was a signal, let's, I'll clean that up. I'll be accountable. I'll work through that and repair that damage. But there's obviously something there and I can't just ignore that. And so maybe as I collect myself and stay with it, right, there'll be something on the other side of that, that I can use to benefit my relationships. Mm -hmm. This is so not reflexive for us. No. Culturally. No, no, no. There's not a lot of permission to do this. No, no. no. And we do address that a little bit because the religious influence is that Jesus was never angry and he always dealt with a humility and softness and compassion. And he always did the right thing, but he was angry. Mm-hmm. He experienced things. So that, not a sin, obviously. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the feeling of anger, the emotion of anger is not the problem. No. That's not the problem. So where's the line in your research and your, you know, discussions and what you've seen in the scriptures? What did you get? Where do you feel like the line is? Or just, you know, your own opinion. I'm just curious, like where it crosses over, where it becomes problematic. Because I think a lot of people wonder, like, because I think you're saying most people cut it off way too soon, right? But women often do. I would say as a cultural response, women, and this is, this is not just unique to the eldest tradition, Women often, in terms of cutting it off, mm-hmm. will do so if they're feeling that it's not acceptable culturally. Like if, you know, if they're in a anything, they're in a meeting, even in a marriage, whatever it is, I just don't have the room or the permission to to be angry about this. But when you ask where the line is, that's a, a hard for me to answer. That's very a very difficult thing to answer. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I could answer that for anyone other than myself. but. I will say I am I am pretty clear on on what the spirit feels like and what I how the Lord interacts with me how I've been working and I have worked for many years to cultivate a spiritual presence in my life. I want that, I desire it. It helps me to feel calm and peaceful. There are times when I have been very very angry, but I have known that it was justified anger. And that the Lord had my back on it. Now, that's not as often as the times that I have just been angry. Lost it, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, I wish I could say it was more often, but for me, that's the fine tune. So when you you ask where the line is, Mm -hmm. I do think for many people, it's going to differentiate. But we also, Jody and I believe, and have worked on some specific skills that are helpful in terms of gaining clarity, in terms of pushing through it. Now, you know, Jody made the comment earlier about, I don't know how you said it, sitting with it or pushing through the anger. That doesn't necessarily mean blowing up, although it could, but even sitting with anger is just allowing it to just come and say, I am, I'm angry. Mm -hmm. I am angry. This is not right. And just being okay with that emotional surge, even if it lasts for days or weeks, sometimes things can last Mm -hmm. a long time as we process them physically. But that is, that is the process. And as, as we learn to trust that learning, as we listen to our bodies and when we're in our anger, as we're 
working through actively to gain clarity and working with the Lord to gain that clarity. Then we start seeing the line more clearly with each subsequent experience that we go through. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so well said. I mean, I, when, I, when I hear you talk about that, Jamie, I just think, wow, like this is probably a really foreign concept to a lot of people of our faith, which is you can feel close to God as you're working through your anger. Yes. And I want to say that I first learned that lesson when I was, what I was experiencing brought up so much anger in me that it's all I had to bring to the Lord in prayer. And then I just had to say, here I am, look at me, you and I can both see that I am an angry, angry mess. And it was shocking to me at the time that the response that I received was just love and acceptance. And I didn't think that would happen. You thought, well, yep, I'm bringing the worst thing I could bring uh-huh. and, and I'm, I'm going to get, get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That matters. Yeah, it does. It does. And then like Jamie just expressed that he can be with us. He can, in some ways, be prompting and driving the anger because he sees the need for change. And if we listen to that, it can move us and our relationships to better places. And women being the primary relational... Monitors? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, I think that that's something we can take seriously. Yeah. Yeah, because your radar is on. It is. And, and it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that every infraction, every time we feel or sense an injustice about something, that, that it's, it's something to take action about. Sure. But so much more often than not, do we just dish it off? Like, yeah, that's not a thing. Right. Women but, are probably erring on the side of dismissing the anger more than they are embracing every single little thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it makes me think of that crazy primary song. If you chance to meet a frown, do not oh, let it stay. Yeah, not a favorite. Quickly turn it upside <laughs> down and smile that frown away. Yeah, that was just, that was just the time. a song for the time, mm-hmm. right? And not helpful at that time either. <laughs> But yeah, hopefully we're moving well past that. I don't know if it's still in the primary songbook, but I definitely vote (laughs) to take that one. (laughs) Yeah, we got bigger things going on than (laughs) smiles and frowns. There's got to be a more nuanced one for 2020. (laughs) You would hope so. I was just trying to think, if you chance to meet a frown, change it to a smirk. I know. (laughs) I know. That's right. You are not a jerk. for I love it. I I love it. That's right. So we need to give our kids permission in ourselves to let it be yes. nuanced, to let it, to recognize that this isn't a pass fail, black or white, you know, anger is forbidden. Cause that's not even how the scriptures read. I mean, when we, we, I mean, I think you guys talk about in third Nephi 11, when the savior visits people yeah. in America is about contention mm-hmm. and he's really strong on contention. Can you guys speak to that? Cause I, well, I was yeah. going to mention earlier that for me, one of the lines as far as going too far with anger is with the intent to harm. Yes. And that when I start to experience that, I am crossing a line. For you, that's where the line is. Yeah. And and the scripture identifies that. And the examples given in that scripture section, it denotes contempt and, and an interest in harming. And that's very different than just feeling anger and learning from it 
and acting in clear and important ways. Yeah. To promote change. Right. Those are just two very different directions. Right. I love that. And I mean, Jamie, when you're saying, you know, for you, you're like, I know for me personally, and I, and I appreciate that you obviously can't speak for everybody out there, but, but for you, it's like when I lose the fruits of the spirit, when I lose that connection, I'm in, I'm kind of on my own at that point. I'm not really, right. God doesn't, mm-hmm. he's, he's not with me in those moments. I mean, sometimes that's been worth it to me just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean. I've been, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's part of, to me, I I guess I'm not entirely convinced that God isn't with us in those moments. I think that, I think he's with us more than he's not with us. I mean, I think that he's always with us, but I understand what you're saying that like the fruits of the spirit, that peace, it's a real dashboard. It really kind of helps you keep it in check. I can totally see that. But you're saying when I'm out of sort of out of control with my anger, Mm. I'm now wanting to hurt people. I'm wanting to like Mm -hmm. injure and Mm -hmm. cause harm. And that's, your anger is driving you perhaps the wrong direction at that point. Yeah. It's like you've lost kind of lessons and insight and what it's supposed to do to fix or repair or make things better. Now yeah, you're just Yeah, at that hurting. point, I don't care. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I just want to, I want to see the result of my anger. Right. <laughs> right. The injustice. A, you want yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I love what you're saying that you're saying like, yeah, sometimes I do push it far because it feels good or I, I want that or I just... But you learn from it too. Well, this is part of how Mm -hmm. we're. And so I think as I'm hearing you guys talk about this, and certainly for my listeners, I want, I just want to communicate over and over and over again that there's, there's so much room to get this right. Yeah. To really learn and understand this because I think we cut it off so soon because we just don't know where it'll go or what to do with it. And you're saying, no, stay with it. Talk through it. Come back. If you go too far, pull it back. If you don't feel like you're far enough, try and go a little further. Like just, right? Isn't that what you right. found? Yeah, right. Yeah, especially if you go too far mm-hmm. or, or not far enough to not let it drop off. Yeah. But because it will come up again. And that's just it. I think if this wouldn't be a conversation at all, if it were a matter of just riding the anger wave and then carrying on our, our merry way but it resurfaces and resurfaces. And so we will get multiple opportunities. Yeah, that's true. Until we can address it in ways that are healthy and give it the airtime that it needs the appropriate airtime. Yeah, you'll know if it's been resolved or not. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Because I know there's things in my life that I, I can't even make myself angry about anymore that I used to feel really angry about. Oh, yeah. But I took care of it. Mm -hmm. So I just, I can't feel the fire anymore. It's just, it's been handled. Yeah. Well, another, on that note, mm-hmm. and thinking a little bit about what you said about the, the frowny face song, Jody and I, we feel very strongly that this, you know, this isn't just an open forum either for us to say, you know, all this restriction that we've been under as women in the church means that we need to just unleash because that you know we just need to be able to express that we we're really hoping and it's it's not a middle ground we're not looking for a balance here what we're looking for is truth which is i feel is different than a balance i love that um and, and i'm not sure that i have really even the right words to explain it but we don't neither of us have ever desired to be this person who who is without personal self control 
But at the same time, we desire, both of us, I would say, desire authenticity in our emotional experience and really want to be able to share that with other people. And so a lot of what this is for us is an opportunity for us to very publicly invite other people to start talking in this way, using the same language of acceptance of emotion. And that, that's been going on actually for, you know, for many years in our culture, mm-hmm. uh, in our world. You yeah. know, many wonderful books have been written. We certainly aren't the first people to bring this up. But in our personal cultures, it's mm-hmm. still it's still under lock and key. There's a lot of posturing. There's a lot of there are a lot of walls that are up that could be knocked down in ways that are growth promoting and unity expanding and you know just all in all bringing us closer to God, which is what we desire. Yeah, I love that, Jody. I love that too. (laughs) I think she said it beautifully. (laughs) Good good times. You're a good moderator, Jeff. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All right, let's wrap this up. Let's see here. Oh, no, no, no. No, we got more to say. I'm just kidding. (laughs) So I'm just curious how doing this podcast for you guys, especially those three episodes on anger, which for both of you was obviously really vulnerable, yeah, opened up a lot for you. And Jamie, I appreciate your, you know, your openness about that, what that was like for you. How did that change you and subsequent episodes? I mean, you've done clearly more than the first three, but how has this experience changed you talking about these things, working with each other, like starting to really open this dialogue up? Well, if I can... Yeah. First to address that, the thing that has come about because of that, that has just lit me on fire has been the response that we've received from other women who have listened to the podcast and have started to have that experience of their lives cracking open because they're taking a look at some important things or considering something in a new way that brings more light. For me, that is just fabulous and encouraging because I have sensed in my limited sphere of influence that there are many women who are grappling with some of these difficult issues as I am. And I feel an incredible sense of empowerment thinking about all of us just working together on these hard things so that we can take a strong and confident and compassionate place at the table, Mm -hmm. which is where we all belong. So for me, that's been number one. And then ironically, number two has been just the the constant barrage of gremlins in my head that say, what the heck do you think you're doing? (laughs) (laughs) Nobody cares what you have to say. Right, which is the whole point of the podcast. I love it. I know, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I have to practice on a regular basis. No, just just keep trying to live like you belong at that place at the table. That's yeah. what we're all trying to do. Right. You keep yeah. wanting to push your chair away and uh-huh. say like, yeah, I'll let somebody else talk. You're like, <laughs> yeah. Stay with it. I'm glad you're doing it. Oh, thanks. I love your voice. Jamie, how about for you? <laughs> my response is a little more personal. My experience in doing this podcast has been overwhelmingly good 
primarily for me in my relationship with Jody. We've always, you know, well, not always, we've come come to have a really good close relationship and we enjoy being with each other, but it's very different when you're working on a project with another person that has meaning for both of you in in similar or even slightly different ways. When we spoke at the beginning about the podcast itself and how it came about and how we decided to do anger, there were times just in putting those together that I was feeling just overwhelmed with the project itself and working with Jody, feeling worried because her clarity seemed so much greater than my own. Her ability to be articulate was so strong and powerful, and and I was still coming in on the underside of this, even just the, the topic itself. And so coming through that and coming to the other side and realizing that, first of all, I was able to say, this isn't working, this part is not working. And so we've had like our first three episodes it took us what three months to get. It those could have been, yeah. It just took us once, so long to yeah, just baby get steps. it going, yeah. and you know, because of all the stuff we were trying to work through, and yet be able to see it firsthand, really solid relationship where I can say, "I'm frustrated about this. It's not working." And Jody's like, "Okay, talk to me about what's not going right, and help me see what you're feeling and understanding." And just living that was fantastic. I mean. I have no worries about doing this. I mean, even if we only have, you know, two and a half listeners for the next (laughs) four years, we can still, (laughs) I would just love doing it with Jody because it, it brings a lot to me personally in that sense. And then for secondly, for me is just the topics, Mm. being able to, to really talk about things that I, for a long time, have been craving to hear someone else talk about. Right. Oh, yeah. So I don't know that for myself, I'm doing them justice, but I'm enjoying, you know, researching it and finding what my own opinions are so that and practicing ways to communicate that well, because being at the table for me means I've got to get better at what I've got to get clear on what I think for myself. And this podcast has allowed me to do that. Yeah, I, I love what you're saying that like working with each other in a lot of ways is, is forcing you to practice what you're preaching with mm-hmm. this in terms yeah, of just because stuff's going to come up that you disagree with or how you're handling things or just your style of working together mm-hmm. or other things like that. So I think there's this common belief that somehow the people that are somehow good at dealing with anger never get angry. Right. And that's just not true. The people that are good at dealing with anger are letting themselves feel it and learning from it Mm -hmm. and using it to improve their own emotional and mental health and their relationships and everybody around them. Like it's really possible to do that. Yes, it is. And it's important to do that. It's not only possible, but we've all got to work harder and make it a priority so that our whole world doesn't end up in riot and yeah. in order for voices to be heard. Mm-hmm. Right. Not. Yeah, we're seeing the, the direct effect of people not having a voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And about some very real injustices. Absolutely, yeah. And, and with our children, I mean, I think about parents that are working with their young people who struggle with addictions and how critical it is for parents to watch how they handle their kids' anger. Oh, yeah. And yes. letting their kids be able to be angry and not make it a discipline issue. I love what Haim Gannat said. He's the author of Between Parent and Child. And he said, 
we have to be strict with behavior. We can't let, you know, kids act out or burn things down, right? They can't, the, the anger and the feelings can't get so strong. They, like you said, Jody, hurt other people. Mm-hmm. So we have to be strict and have boundaries and structure. But I love what he says. He says, but we are permissive with their feelings. Mm-hmm. We let their feelings flow and happen and we teach them what they're telling them. And I have to actively work through that myself when when my children express anger, even now, that yeah. when they start to do that, I feel this the, the push in me to just tamp that down. Mm-hmm. And I have to, you know, stop somewhere in there. Okay, wait, wait, wait. It is okay for you to feel this. And you need to be able to learn how to work with it and manage it and get clear about what's happening for you so that that it can get addressed. So I, I often find myself doing an awkward dance in there mm-hmm. because that tendency, it's just so second nature anymore. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think with kids, their anger can make us really uncomfortable because mm-hmm. it might be toward us. It might be about things that maybe we feel really strongly about or injustices or other things. And I mean, my goodness, it's a lot more efficient just to shut a kid's feelings down. Right? Oh, right. You can just carry on and not be embarrassed or not have mm-hmm. to deal with the messiness. I mean, it just can feel so much cleaner just to, and you know, kids that, you know, for, to a degree they'll, they will be quiet. Like they'll, mm-hmm. they're, they're kids, they're going to just do what mom and dad tell them. But boy, the pay, the, I guess the, the long-term effects of that, like it will, the payment will come due on that one. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. 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 And as we practice this mm-hmm. and as listeners practice too, then kids will begin to see what it looks like to live that in a healthier way. Even as we're dialing it in, going too far, not going far enough, getting it right. Like that whole experience will be really educational for the children too. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless of their ages. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Even if they're adult kids. Yeah. Yeah. Because we don't stop feeling these strong emotions. No. Anger being one of them. And parents can still have influence long past what they think they might have. Yeah. So any changes that we make as parents are going to be good. They're going to be beneficial and they're going to help our families. Yeah. I think in one of our, one of our, I think in our ward, we had a, a woman, Jody, that her mother was in her nineties and reading like a Brene Brown book and, oh. and learning from it. And she, like her daughter was in her seventies and the mom was still, the, this 90 year old mother was still reading and trying to like understand and change and like way. apologizing and look at family patterns and just trying to understand how she did things. And so, right, Jamie, Love like it. Mm-hmm. It, there, it's never too late. If we really believe in this idea of eternal progression, mm-hmm. you don't just, you know, clock out and say like, well, I've done my time <laughs> trying to learn and grow. <laughs> yeah. This is a, applicable to, to little ones and to older ones. And, and so I, I love this topic. I love these topics. And I love the whole concept of, of what you're doing, of just, just taking on all these things that perhaps we don't really know how to talk about very well, or that we're afraid to talk about, or that keep us from talking at all. And right. just opening up a dialogue about it. Mm-hmm. within a very specific cultural context, which yes, I don't, I don't think we talk about enough. So just as we wrap up here, any, obviously I'm going to direct people to your podcast. This has been a giant infomercial for your podcast, <laughs> in addition to some really good information, but I'm very passionate about getting your message out and your and inviting more people to your table or to the table, I should say. 
and being able to, to talk about these things. But anything else that you want to share with our listeners, just as we wrap this up, as we've uh, covered so much ground here? You know, this is a really great time to be a human being. There's so much that's available to us, so much that we're learning that wasn't even possible for people of previous generations in terms of our understanding. And I don't mean just the information that's available to us in mass quantities, but the application of some of these principles, the universal acceptance of them, women being able to talk about these things and men active and wanting to include and listen and hear and minorities being speaking up and majorities stopping and encouraging and being aware of minorities. We are so blessed. There is so much for us to progress to right now, exactly as things are. And I I am profoundly grateful to be part of that process in whatever tiny little way I can, because it's beautiful to me. I get to do what my grandmother would never have even maybe thought about. Wow. So true. Thank you. That's powerful. Yeah. Jody, how about you? Well, two things. Uh, the first being that it is a privilege for me to, to do this with my sister, who you have all heard just has a beautiful spirit and beautiful expression. And that the learning and growing process that I'm experiencing, being able to do that, I, is, there aren't words for me to really wrap around that. And in addition to that, just the process at all of trying to create a language around some of these real life experiences that can really support and empower others has just given me a deep, deep understanding that the women of the world, the women of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints have a work to do that matters. And if any of what we are doing can help them recognize what that is and strength to move in the direction of doing their important work, then mission accomplished, I guess. I just feel deeply that there are things that can only be done through the women. And I feel heavenly parents reaching and inviting and pushing their daughters in those directions. And I, I just look forward to seeing more of that happen. That's awesome. Well, thank you, sisters. Thanks so much for being here. <laughs> Our oh my gosh. Yeah. Thank you for it's having us. It's been so fun to talk with you guys. And hopefully for all of my listeners out there, I hope you can benefit from not only this discussion, but just the ongoing discussions that they will be having over on their podcast as you work to heal in whatever way you're trying to heal and extend healing. We're all trying to heal. We're all trying to do better and be better and just improve things around us and inside of us. And so I just think that the stories, the insights, the quotes, the invitations that they're extending will be a blessing to all of us. And so thank you both for being here. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. If you want to follow these ladies and their podcast and their social media, you can find them at yourplaceatthetable.net 
You can also find their podcast anywhere podcasts are located. So iTunes and Spotify and other places like that. And go check it out, subscribe, and of course, share it with anyone that you think could benefit from their powerful messages. And you can also visit them on social media, which is uh, Your Place at the Table. I think there's some underscores, Your underscore, Place underscore. Yeah, you'll have to check it out and see. But I'll put all the links in the show notes so you can find them there. But again, I want to thank these two ladies for joining me in the studio. It was just awesome to have my wife and her sister Two women who I adore and respect and just am so thrilled that they could be a part of this podcast. I might have my wife on more often. I think she's pretty fantastic and has a lot to share. So we'll find other ways to get her back on the show and and share things. So thank all of you for being a part of this podcast. I'm just grateful for every single one of you, every listen, everybody that participates. I love hearing from you. So always drop me a line. I'll get back to you, jeff at trustbuildingacademy.com and leave a rating, share, let people know about it. I'm just grateful for the great work that my guests are doing and the impact that this podcast is having on so many lives. So thanks everyone. I look forward to joining with you on the next episode. If you chance to meet a frown, do not let it go. Tell you, sit that guy right down and tell him what you know. Or where to go.